to another episode of Reality Shift Frequency. I am one of your co-hosts, Jeremiah Gary, and with me tonight is Kelly Ray. Hi, everybody. Kelly Ray in the house. That's all I have. We are today. We're exhausted. We're so tired. (laughs) Kelly's back to work, and I am still going hard and finding out how to become self-sufficient my house and my family so that I never have to go into society again. Huh, nice. And uh, we're both exhausted from it. And I tell you, I have made, I don't know how, because I haven't done much to become self-sufficient, but I've been going to the grocery store less. I think maybe we're just getting into the mindset of it. I'm not sure. Oh, great. But, yeah. Like, usually I'm at the grocery store like four times a week, like literally every week. And then... um. Like every two days, I'm buying milk. It's ridiculous. They do oh some, my gosh! But we, um, it's just amazing when you put your mind to something, right, and you move toward that goal. How it just everything falls in line, and we got a bunny. And I gotta tell you what, I I never thought I would like a bunny as much as I love this bunny. Have it's, you named your bunny your rabbit? His name is Tank. Tank. Yeah, I so um, I drove two and a half hours to get this bunny. One way. It was, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she actually met me. She was meeting somebody else to sell her rabbits to them. And we got I got lucky, and I met them all at once. So Oh, nice. Cut about an hour and a half off the trip, thank God. And um, it's called a Champagne Bayargent. And when I first heard about that, I said, Fancy, smancy. Hold your head real high. You know, sounds like something from Paris. It's my it's a France rabbit. They they came from French. It stands for uh, or it's it's French for silver French rabbit basically. And they they start black, solid black, and then they start getting a silver tinge to them as they get older. No and way. Then they turn it, and they kind of look like a blue healer dog. Like a, they have the coat like of a blue healer dog. Some of them they can get like kind of blue with those black spots and like silver oh, and stuff. Oh, cool. Is a beautiful rabbit and the nicest animal I've ever had. I let this rabbit in my backyard, and he plays with my kids. That's so cool. He doesn't run from them. He doesn't hurt them. He hops on like stuff and hops on them. It's funny, and he just runs around eating grass all day. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel bad because, like when I when I, when I got him off the people, you know, very nice people. So I feel bad when I got them off the people. Um, it was just like, you know, they had them in a cage with all his brothers. And I was checking them out. And all the other rabbits just gave me like the stink eye. <laughs> like, you better put me back. What and are then, you doing? Yeah. And then this, he didn't. He looked at them like, just take me on. Like, so I know. Ready to having- <laughs> and then uh, we just kind of bonded on the way home. And he, uh, I didn't get his rabbit hut some time it took me a couple days longer because the rain and stuff so i kept him in the house didn't even hardly make a mess like it was amazing yeah i've never had a rabbit before i used to hate them because when i was a kid my 
uh, I, I always grew up with my grandparents, and we would go down the down the hill to the pet store. And there was always rabbits there, and the guy would let us play with all the rabbits. One time I picked up a rabbit, and it was a mean rabbit, and it scratched the heck out of me. It raked me, you know, all over my chest and arms. And ever since then, I'm like, ah, hell with these creatures. <laughs> but this rabbit's actually really, really nice, calm, timid, not scared of us. Which is That's really good. Cool. I had a rabbit when I was um, when I was a kid. I had a rabbit, and I was a really big fan of Michael Jordan. And so we named the the rabbit Hair Jordan. Hair Jordan, that's awesome. I know. Well, I'll let him pick his name. I went through a whole bunch of names. He was the biggest rabbit out of them all. And I was like, "What do you want to be named?" And I went through all these names, and he just kind of sat there, just stared at me like, "I know you can come up with something better than that." How about Tank? (laughs) And he like almost literally jumped in my lap. It was funny. Wow, was how cool! Yeah. I, it's so fun. It's so it's such a neat experience whenever you have a really strong connection with an animal. Whether it be, I have really strong connection with horses, and I mean with other animals too, but especially with horses. And it's just. I get that some people aren't animal people. Like they just don't really understand why people have to have pets or like pets. And I get it. Like everybody, you know, to each their own, not everybody really gets it, but, and there's some animals that I question like people when I'm like, you have what as a, as a pet? <laughs> but again, whatever, as long as they're taken care of, like it is what it is, but it's so neat and so refreshing when you have a connection with this an- with an animal, you know, when they just get yeah. you, just get them and like you can con- literally communicate without even talking you know yeah it is weird and that's like what we do all the time like i'll be out working or something like that and the kids will be playing with him and he's just in the backyard i mean like you know i got my fence but it's not built to keep rabbits in. right he gets, right he gets out of it sometimes so we just go like dude now i'll do that get back in <laughs> and he he does he comes back in he lets us get him he doesn't run from us so that's good and it, it is just amazing how you say it because Anybody tells you that animals aren't intelligent are wrong. Yeah. Just period. Yeah. So, and then, and it's funny that this happened because I, I, I originally got this rabbit because I'm going to get another doe and we're going to breed them and we're going to eat their babies. That's right. That's the plan, you yeah. know? And we're not going to eat him though. Right. Um, he's the pet. He's our, he's the honcho. And I don't know if I can even do that. I think I'm just going to sell them as pets. Honestly. Yeah. I, you know, when you told me that, Originally, I kind of laughed to myself because I was like, I I was like, I don't know if they're really going to be able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. I would get too attached to them. Like, honestly, when I moved back to Texas to get my land, I've I've said like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get chickens. But honestly, I don't even know if I want chickens because I don't want to kill them. And I don't really want chickens as just a pet because I think that's silly for me anyways. But like. I'm like, and I'm not really going to be eating eggs because eggs are actually really horrible for us and we shouldn't be eating them anyways. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I want eggs, I'll just go to the local farmer down the road and get some. I don't really know if I'm going to, because I don't, I don't want to raise something that I'm going to have to kill. Yeah, I know that sounds prob- super dumb for a homesteader, but I'm mostly vegan anyway, so I'll just eat, yeah. eat the eat the greens. <laughs> I'll just eat what comes yeah. out of the ground. <laughs> well, I'm not vegan. I'm nowhere close. But I have lived the vegan lifestyle somewhat for a little while, you know, and I I don't know all the science behind it yet. Like I've been following Mark Passio for a real long time, and 
Uh, his arguments for it make sense. It's cruel, you know. It is cruel. No matter which way you want to look at it, it's cruel. You're destroying a life, so. I'm kind of getting there, but at the same time, I'm not sure, because, I mean, I'm attached to Tank, but there's still a chance I'm going to eat his babies. Well, <laughs> for me, for me, I think what it is, is I'm actually, I'm kind of one of those weird semi-vegans where I'm actually not against people eating meat necessarily if they want to eat meat. What I'm more against is the ethical treatment of the animals and the panic and fear and the stress that they go through. So for instance, if I, when I get my land, like if I won't, because they're very expensive to take care of, but if I wanted to get a cow to raise for, for meat, I would have no issues with that because a, I would be the one feeding the cow. I would know how it was treated. I would know what butcher I took it to. I would know how it was processed, all of that. So it was like, because what people don't really understand or realize is that everything has energy. So therefore there is an energetic transference into your body when you eat meat, just like when you eat vegetables, if vegetables have been handled badly, I mean, it's the same thing, but especially with meat because it's actual living, living being. And that's the thing for me is like, I don't want that negative energy. Like I try to fight off enough fear and panic yeah. in my own life. I don't also need to be purposely adding more to it by eating this meat from a cow that's had a shitty you yeah, know what like, i mean like i feel so bad for you guys you people out there that's eating or watching cnn and eating a big mac right you know right. that's just that's just fear pouring all over all oh over. my god so bad so hard <laughs> but i got a joke about that right because the the vegans argument is that you know you want to eat the plants because they're alive they're not dead flesh. So you want us to be cannibals. You know. <laughs> you want us to eat perfect. something that's alive. Like now every time I eat a stick of celery, I'm like, I hear, ah. You're not the first person I've heard it. say that. It's so funny. It's like, well, what are vegans actually supposed to eat? Because the vegetables feel pain. It's like, no, they don't. <laughs> Shut up. They don't feel pain. <laughs> Is that a scientifically proven fact? I don't know. That's have you ever been a plant before? Has anyone ever cut the leaves off? I have never personally channeled celery to see how it felt before I ate it. I just bless it. I just bless it and wash the hell out of it with some veggie wash before I before I put it in my mouth. It's true though. It's true though. The plant is alive when you eat it. Just so you guys of know. course, of course, the animal is dead and has no idea it's being eaten. <laughs> It doesn't, but all the fear and panic that it went through to get to that point is what I want to avoid. I always keep that one in the back burner. Oh, man. Anyway. It's biggest for a loop who never heard it. They're like, never thought of it like that. Some of them take it real serious. I don't, I'm not like those. Like, damn, I just killed this vegan. She's never going to eat again, or he's never going to eat again. No, I'm not one of those fanatical vegan because I'm not full vegan because I still eat cheese and some dairy a little bit here and there, but I try to limit it. Cheese is addicting. But anyways, um, do it. That processed cheese that they sell us in the stores. Oh yeah, no, it's so it's yeah, it's. But I want to hear about eggs. What do you mean about eggs not being as nutritious as they say? Um, no, it's not so much about the nutrition. It's about um. 
from what I understand, eggs are one of the biggest carriers of EBV, which is Epstein-Barr virus, which I'm pretty sure that I have, actually. Um, but most people, there's so many more people that have it and don't realize it um, because it can lay dormant for a really, really long time. And a lot of people have like myself have thyroid issues and EBV is part of the reason why you have thyroid issues. I believe it comes from different, there's various ways that you get it or whatever that it occurs in your body. But, um, eggs is one of the top, top reasons why, especially mass produced eggs. Now I don't know the science behind like, if it's like a homestead with the chick, you know, like, not mass produced. Maybe that's not quite as bad, but from what I understand, it's still a big carrier of EBV anyways, because what happens is that EBV is often either not diagnosed at all or misdiagnosed as something else. And so you get treated for something else and not really ever to the root core of what EBV is, but for the symptoms of something else that gets attached and called so something different, so like so things. many things. Right, right. But the thing is, like, EBV, it has several stages. And so once you get to, like, stage three or four, I it's been a while since I read about it, but that's when your thyroid issues start happening. And that's when people start seeing weight gain, like myself. You start seeing sleeplessness, restlessness, things like that. And then once it goes to the either stage four or five, that's when it really starts affecting your organs and breakdown and things like that. So a lot of times people that are diagnosed with hypo, uh, I don't know if it's hypo, hypo or hyperthyroidism, but one of the two is often misdiagnosed because it's really EBV and the, and the hyperthyroidism is just a symptom of the EBV, not the, it's not the cause. Is it just chicken eggs or all eggs? Good question. I think it's just chicken eggs. I don't know, actually. It, I, I don't know about duck and quail and stuff like that, but great question. I'm not sure. I know chicken eggs for sure, but I don't know about that. We're going to get some. Uh, I think I said this one. I don't know if we recorded this, but we're planning on getting some Campbell khaki ducks for that because they're like supposedly the like highest top dog in the duck world. Or, oh, or nice! World. They lay so many eggs, and they do it for like five years. And it was funny because we're just going to let them have free reign of the yard too. I don't care. Like my neighbors are probably going to be cool with it. And we got this little pond down the road. I was going to build a pond in my yard. But I think we can walk them over to the pond over there every morning and let them swim and come over, you know? Good, good luck walking ducks. Their animals are smart. If I get them as little chicklings or ducklings, they're going to think I'm mama. So, Well, no, no that's true. Yeah, they will. They will probably until yeah. they get older. Yeah, it's just like this bunny. No one would ever think that we could have a bunny. Yeah. Like, no one. I told him I was like, I'm letting this bunny have free reign of the yard sometime. It's like, we're going to be out there with it. But yeah. I'm going to it out there by itself. Like no, be well, because then you have to think about predators and things like that. Yeah, hawks will come down. That bad boy. Yeah, that would make it run. But the the eggs are bigger, and they lay more of them, and they're funnier, and they're smarter than chickens because they don't run around and tear up your garden. They actually de pesticide your garden for you, and then um, you, they 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 eat all that. You don't really have to feed them much. And they protect your garden for you and lay eggs for you. And then if yeah. you want to, you can actually grow them into hatchlings, not eat the eggs, and sell the eggs to other people who want to raise more ducks. Totally. Uh, so 
you know, these we're all turning these into a kind of like a side business at the same time. Not just, I guess that's what all homesteaders do. So yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. But the reason I'm doing it is because I'm trying to figure out where my political stance lies and what to call myself. And the closest thing that I've came to so far is an anarcho anarcho capitalist. And to me, that means that I I have a moral obligation, a moral obligation to keep as much money away from these scumbags as much as possible. Knowing what I know, if I were to go and pay taxes, that would be immoral. It would be an immoral act. It would be a weak act. It would be an act of selfishness. The courageous thing is to keep money from these people. And that's just my opinion. So, I don't know if that's true, but according to what I've been learning from Mark Passio lately, everything he's been saying lately, I'd, I'd resonate with that. Mark is a and, smart man. Well, you know, when I when all this stuff happened with my side business and the government came after me and all that, I go through this phase where I think I'm a piece of shit because I got all these children and I'm like, I don't have as much of an income as I did before even though they're taking half of it. And then I've got to find all these other ways to make money to keep them from making it. And then, you know, I just get so much flack from people for the decisions that I make. And nobody understands it. But nobody ever takes the time. No one ever takes the time to try and understand anything anymore. It's like like having these intellectual conversations with you and with a few select other people is the only thing that keeps me sane anymore because <laughs> if i try to talk to just some sure you know, random joe he wants to talk about how oh man i wish my ex would let me put it in her butt again it's right like, like do you have any idea how you sound when you say that that but that sounds like something like, seriously there, there's a very slim difference between the intellectual capacity of what you just said right mentally disabled person like that's the way I well, I think a lot of it, too, is just that people, A, are very narrow-minded on certain subjects, and they don't have the capability to expand their mind space. And then I also think that a lot of people don't like to get on that level because it brings up other things that they might have to ponder that they don't understand, and people don't like to feel dumb. Well, they don't like to be convicted, either. True. They don't yeah. like to experience conviction. And let me tell you something, that's the only way to become a better person. It's the only way. Every time you feel that tug at your heart, when somebody says something to you, right? And you know you should be listening. Your inner being, that one that's not racist at heart, right? <laughs> all of that learned behavior is trying, all that learned behavior is pulling you the other way, but your natural self, your true self, is trying to get you to face those dark acts that we all commit that we all do that we the, the certain ways that we believe and perceive the world and you know it's like when i tell people about the whole um sending in that paper to the government telling them you i'm not your bitch you ain't i'm not your slave i am myself mm -hmm. you know that's an amazing thing to hear and say mm -hmm. it's an empowering thing to hear and say when i tell people about it they go hmm well i'm doing pretty good for myself if i've been a slave my whole life I'm like, that's not the point, man. Right. It's not the right. point. You could be doing a whole lot better. Right. And 
you're participating in immoral acts by giving those people money. You're killing children. You're creating regime changes for the CIA when you give them money. You're literally toppling people's freedom. We're supposed to stand for freedom. Like, freedom, man. Do you know what it is? We're supposed to be standing for that. I wish we could. I wish we would. But we're not brave enough. We just ain't got the balls, America. I think there's a I think there's some brave ones that are out there and I think there's a slow rising. I, I do. I think there's a it's slow, but I think there is a rising happening right now. Sure is. You can see it in the Q community kinda. Kinda. In the oh, in the Q. Oh, don't get me yeah. started in the Q. I think we should yeah. talk about it. Well, today. Sure, whatever, whatever. If you want to say something else, you can. I've been talking like a lot. So. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I just, uh, obviously, I just want to tell our listeners, even though we're, you know, almost 20 minutes in, we're doing a free flow forum conversation <laughs> tonight. So um, <laughs> our <laughs> guest that we were supposed to have on tonight had to unfortunately reschedule, but she is going to be on with us soon. And we are going to have a that very hard, difficult talk that we had mentioned in our last episode. But so tonight me and Jay are just shooting the shit basically. Cause we've had both really, really long weeks and we're tired and we didn't have time or energy to research another subject. So you right. just get us, uh, converse and that's all. I actually have done some research, some things, not a whole lot, not deep, deep research, just top of the surface topics. And, um, I'm just, I'll just go through what I got and then you can tell me what you want to talk about. Cause I hey, have one too. Okay. You can tell me yours. We'll just go through yeah. those and then we'll just yeah, tell me. One. Fake news and fact checkers. Okay. All right. And oh, yeah, wait. I also want to say this too. I guess I've had a little bit of an echo in my microphone. If y'all want me to run you a crop line, build you a fence, build your house, <laughs> I can do it. But when I get a new microphone, it takes me a little while to figure things out. And I'll put that we're right. trying, guys. We're not tech savvy or whatever. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Have you ever heard have you ever heard of Nasara? Nasara? N-E-S-A-R-A? Uh it sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you what it is. I, that is it. I'm on the fence about this. I think it could be possible. But I'm also like very aware of PsyOps, and it's much more likely that's what it is. Okay. But there's some evidence out there that's pointing to that it might be actually happening. So we can talk about that if you want. And uh, search engines and how different they are now than they were a decade ago. Okay. Uh, alternate browsers. Yeah, alternate browsers we could use. One I'll just mention for the audience. Brave. You can get that. It's got a built-in VPN. Mine has blocks. And I just downloaded this last month. 3,000 ads. Wow. So when my friends come over and they look at all the tabs that I have open for all the research that I do, they're like, how is your computer not crashed? And I said, well, because these scumbags can't stick a thousand ads in front of me on every tab I have open. Right. Taking up all your bandwidth, all that stuff. So um, Brave also has a cryptocurrency called Bat that you can earn by using it. So it's an ad blocker with a free VPN, so they can't track you. And I actually haven't even seen any fact-checking stuff on any of the stuff I've been researching when I use it. Um, the new social media MeWe, I've been really liking it a lot. 
Trump had a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. Things in there that I would like to address, which would actually a lot of this, a lot of these fall under the QAnon. So we wanted to just talk about QAnon. We could talk about a lot of these and um, and cops, right? Cops. There's one interesting thing I'd like to bring up about cops because everyone's like wanting to defund the police now all of a sudden, which I'm all for, but I don't want to replace it with another place. That's, that's that would be different. I also think the defund the police subject is very interesting because I think there's a lot. There's some people that believe defund the police means completely abolish the police altogether, and then there's another group of people who are like, that's not what we mean. We mean just take away some of their funding and put it towards more social service oriented things and restructure who goes out to what calls and things like that. So, I mean, realistically speaking in this day and age, there's no way we cannot have some sort of police force as much as I hate to say that. I mean, but realistically, there's no way you can abolish the police force unless that's the way your country is originally built. You can't, you can't go back on it now. Like it would take time. You can't just flip a switch. Right. You can't just be like, just kidding. No more cops. Like there's all mayhem would fucking break loose. So crime would rise all that. No, we have to be realistic about it guys. But an armed society is a polite society. And if we would get that in our mindset and if people would learn that personal responsibility is your responsibility first and foremost, what gives you the right to call somebody to force them to come and save your life? That was my question about cops. You don't have a right to do that. No one has the right to force someone to save someone else. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, no one has the right to force someone else to put them in danger. But are your... you really forcing them when they signed up to do the job? Well, yeah, you are, technically. No, you're not, because they could easily quit and say, no, I'm not going to answer this call. Well, I mean, could. that's their decision. They could do that. Really it's just like fi- it's just like firefighters. You're not forcing that. I, I have the utmost respect for firefighters. They're the only ones in uniform that I actually truly, truly yeah. respect. Um, I, I respect people on an individual basis. So No, that's true. I mean, as a, as a whole, as a, as a, yeah, as, as an assistant. organization, as a whole, the firefighters have my utmost respect, obviously. There's good and bad in every organization, but I mean, but the same with them, like they signed up for it. It is their job. We're not forcing them to put their life on on the line. Yeah, that's true. You aren't forcing them to. I guess that part is, but, but still, what gives you the right to think you can call someone and ask for help even, you know, when, uh, it, when, I don't know. when, when seconds, when seconds count, seconds are the only thing that count, right? The police aren't going to be able to save you anyway. Nine times out of ten. Mm. I watched self uh, active self protection videos, and every single time, man, the ETA for cop arrival is eleven minutes after the shooting's already happened. So no, I don't necessarily doubt that, but that is an interesting subject that we could definitely definitely talk about at some point, if not tonight. Yeah, I don't, we don't have to talk about it tonight, but it is. An interesting thought or concept for people to think about. What What are some of your ideas? Um, actually, it's really just one idea, and then I just wanted to give a shout out. Um, so uh, with a little bit of background, so that's not really necessarily a conversation. But my only idea that I've actually been thinking a lot, not a lot about, but it's crossed my mind several times um, since we talked last, is deja vu. 
Oh, yeah. It's a fun subject, and it's not super deep. No, it's not. I mean, it is deep, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not, like, intense, like, police brutality stuff. I have, I have, like, reverse deja vu. You had what? I have, like, reverse deja vu. What do you like? I think I did something, and then I look forever, like, like, while I was building the rabbit hutch, I measured out measurement for some of the uh, hardware cloth, and I made me a little snip. I remember making the snip, and it was like all of a sudden when I turned around to to uh, do something, I can't remember getting one of the babies or something, and get back to the cloth, I could not find my snip. That's so I call weird. it reverse deja vu. It's like, I swear I made the snip, but it didn't happen. So weird. <laughs> That is really that's that is really weird. That's some free deja vu is really interesting to me because there's de- there's definitely different theories and my theory on what it is has changed over time and I'm really not even convinced of my own theory. Like I have, like I'm still teetering on like what I think it actually truly is versus you know what I mean. If it's one thing at all, maybe it's multiple things. But so we could also talk about that at some point too or whatever. I feel like we should maybe try to keep it a little lighter tonight. I don't know. Just so that we don't get super deep in like long conversation, but I don't yeah. know. What do you well, know. I'll just point. I just point people to Corbett, the Corbett Report, C O R B E T T on YouTube. If you ain't watched him, oh, go yeah. watch him. He had, he's he's doing a special. He might turn it into a series. He done a whole bunch on Bill Gates. You can watch all the facts and everything he did on those, and see everything Bill Gates has been up to for the past decade or so. Mm. And evil, <laughs> evil. He has been up to evil. But keeping on a lighter note, listen to this. So Microsoft started using the Edge browser for free, right? Letting their users use it for free, and that was their own in, built-in fact checker thing, where they would you would look at some false information and they would tell you why it was false. And the way that they, the way that they uh, prove their claims is just based on total fallacies. Nine times out of ten times. They're using, they're taking one thing out of context, putting it into another context to make you think that what's being really, all the facts are false. And that's dangerous. But what's really funny is, is they put a paywall behind it. Stop it. <laughs> this is Microsoft? This is Microsoft. Fucking Bill Gates, y'all. He's evil as shit, dude. They, they want you to pay for soft censorship. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, please sign me up. Sign me up. Where do I pay? Four dollars a month for you to tell me what's a lie? Yeah, boy. <laughs> you gotta be joking. Oh my I'm god. Not. I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's like, of course, of course it ha- of course it is. <laughs> Jesus. So I can't remember what NASARA stands for, but basically it's bringing us back to the gold standard and getting rid of income tax and just instituting a nationwide sales tax to pay for all the government um, needs, I guess. That's the simplest version of it. And a guy, I can't remember his name. I I guess I should probably pull this up. Is it N-E-S-A-R-A? Yeah, National Economic Security and Recovery Act. Very much. But also, it's a genus of a moth in the family Lassiocampidae. I'm (laughs) sure I butchered that. Sorry for anybody out there who studies animals. My bad. 
So, NASARA, National Economic Security and Recovery Act, was a set of proposed economic reforms for the U.S. suggested during the 1990s by Harvey Francis Bernard, who claimed that the proposals, which included repla- which included replacing the income tax with a national sales tax, abolishing compound interest on secured loans, and returning to a bimetallic currency, would result in zero inflation and a more stable economy. The proposals were never introduced before Congress. And then it's kind of, it says it's become a cult-like conspiracy theory. Interesting. So I have heard this term before, but I don't know anything else other than what I just read off the internet. It's nothing different than than a, a, a person. This is what it sounds like to me after I've looked into it, because it sounds just like, it sounds like an actual thing that somebody wanted the government to do for the good and betterment of mankind. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the CIA intelligence agency came in and turned it into a cult-like conspiracy theory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. As they do. As they do. But this is apparently Q's... Uh, this is apparently the plan that Trump is trying to usher in under Q. This is what they believe. Uh, yeah, guys... Q guys, I know you love your dude, but like honestly, he's not here to save you. No, um, Trump is a Zionist in and out, through and through. And if you don't know what a Zionist is, get ready because that's our enemy, folks. That's the CIA. That's the intelligence agencies. Those anybody who is affiliated with Zionism is our enemy. I'm sorry, but they are. They're the ones who do all this white supremacy stuff and blame it on white folks. Mm. But anyways, I digress. You digress, because before we talk about the Zionist and all of that stuff, I need to do more research so I can properly converse converse with you. No more news. K-N-O-W, no more news. It is unreal, guys. Every single time this guy does a video he's showing you who's behind what and it's the same people every time every time it's the zionist bankers they're the ones that they the reason that they have any power at all is because we're using fake monopoly money and they're taking the interest that they make off of us through that fake monopoly money and they're buying up all the assets in all the world keeping it from us that's the truth and until we gather the assets ourselves, like gold and silver, platinum, palladium, things you can hold in your hand. Now, everybody wants to get all up in arms about Bitcoin, but come on. You can't hold Bitcoin in your hand. It's just another fiat currency. They say it's not. They say, oh, well, there's only so many Bitcoin created in existence. There can't be any more made. But then I find out there's this thing called Bitcoin halving. So what do you do? Just double the amount of Bitcoin? Hmm. Well, also, where did Bitcoin come from originally? How can they not create it? It's an electronic currency. How can you not create more? So, That doesn't even make sense for them to say that. If a paper currency is actually worthless, how is Bitcoin sustainable? I mean, in all honesty, all, all money, period, is a complete social construct. Like, who in the world was the first person to say that gold had value? Why do we think gold has value? Because somebody told us it has value. Why do we think diamonds have value? Because somebody told us it has value. Like yeah. it's a rock, it's a mineral. 
Yeah. Not a rock. It's a mineral. Sorry. Whatever. I'm tired. So like it's uh. I no, you're right. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm on the same page with you there because money is a societal construct. Everything we learn is a societal construct. Yeah, thousands of years. I mean, obviously, coins and stuff have been around for thousands of years, but I've heard of people living all living in the forest, eating leaves and and not even drinking water, just drinking the dew off leaves and surviving. They don't eat meat. They don't eat nothing else. They eat leaves and water. That's it. It's like yeah, this guy doesn't have no money. Not really ideal for most people, but doable. Doable, yeah, but. But I mean, you, you can also ha- you can also live a proper quote unquote a proper a, a better life than just that, and have very very little monetary exchange in your life. You can barter. I mean, people that homestead barter all the time. They grow yeah. their own food. They raise their own animals. I mean, obviously, you have to have some sort of money for most people to you know, do this, but even people that go off grid with solar power, like they're not connected to the electric grid. They don't have to pay an electric bill. If they have well water, they don't have to pay a water bill. Like it's totally doable without money. Sure. Yeah. It's hard, but it's doable. Five years. I hope I got a little solar farm out in my front yard. 100%. That's what I've behind my garden. And then I'll hook up the neighbors to it and give them all free electricity and have the electricity pay me. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah, I definitely want to have moved towards that too. Whenever I move, I want to have, I mean, obviously I'll have to pay for the land itself, but other than that, like I want to have very, very minimal amount of bills that I want to pay with actual money. I mean, I know realistically it's not going to be for several years. I won't be able to do that because of the things that I'll have to take care of, but that will be my, the goal that I, I, I go towards anyways. That's a good goal to have. That's, I mean, some people's goal, some people's goals is just to, I hope I get fed this week. Like, that ain't a goal, man. 100%. 100%. Anybody out there, I feel for you because I used to be there. That's not a goal. No. That's a, that's straight up survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a goal, but it's a goal of survival. (laughs) Yeah. It's a goal to survive. Look, man, we're here to thrive. We ain't here to survive no more. Look, yeah. we're in this, uh, but that actually goes back to Nassar too, because um, I don't know, I haven't been keeping up with it, but from my understanding, in the 70s, um, they told everybody to bring their gold in, and that was when they ended the the gold standard, and then that's when they just got rid of all the gold, and if there was any gold, it wasn't in the U.S. Treasury. I may be wrong about this, but it was in the Federal Reserve System, in the uh, Federal Reserve Bank, and then that's when they actually heisted all that gold and sold it to all these different private banks around the world and lost track of it. So no one knows where the gold went. Now the U.S. Treasury has trillions of dollars in gold. And the Fed doesn't have any. Interesting. So that is a proof to me. And that's not me following anybody and listening to all their bullshit. That's me actually going and trying to figure things out. Peace and looking at yeah, looking and seeing how come the like I see I understand why the Fed only has like a little bit of gold, which is still a lot, but a little bit of gold compared to the U.S. Treasury right now. So if we already have gold and silver and all that in the Treasury. Why? Why is it there? Because we we don't have gold bond certificates, silver certificates, none of that anymore. When is it coming back? That's my question. Are we going back to the gold standard? I really do think that we should i think that 
enough people, regardless if she was bullshit or not, somebody has done a great job to brainwash millions of people to want us to go back to the gold standard. That's a conscious collective. Regardless of whether or not it's of their own will and of their own thought, they're being guided to think that, which is the exact way that they get us to you know, forget our rights and want to give up our rights. But it's the exact opposite way. It's like programming them to want a better society, a worse society. But do you think that many people really want to go back to the gold standard? Because I don't find, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't necessarily have that exact conversation specifically with people. But honestly, you're one of the only people that I know that has even talked about gold within the past year. Oh, I mean, if you knew how many people were involved in carrot bars alone. Sure. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's communities of people for sure. Yeah. Not but I think on a, whole, on a general population whole, people aren't even remotely, that's not even on their radar though, I feel like. Well, that's because know. that's because we're talking about, no, not all the people, but it goes back to the same, it goes back to that same um, idea of wanting to have intellectual debates now. Right. No one wants to. They're True. like, well, I'm too busy trying to feed myself this week. Like, Fair. You know? Which is so, also important. Yes, feed yeah, yourself. Feed but. yourself, sure, but man. <laughs> um, I know what you're saying. I'm just teasing. Right, but um, but people don't understand that. They, they think the money's real. They think there are a money. lot of people who think it actually means something, yeah. Yeah, they, they think that just because you can hold it in your hand, it's real, but it's not. You're actually holding negative money. It says right on it, you're holding debt notes. Like, you're not holding positive notes. You're holding debt notes. So, like, when you give me $20, you're saying, hey, I owe you 20 bucks. Hmm. That's how the, the fiat systems work. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. So, if the economy crashes, they're going to have to do something. Well, the economy's already partially crashed and has crashed several times in the past, but I, I feel like we're going to have, I know this whole COVID stuff has crashed a lot of the economy, even though people don't want to admit it. Yeah. But I think that, um, I think there's going to be a really, really big crash either later this year or next year. I'm sure there will be, yeah. I mean, you see how much beef is already. How many what? I don't know if you know how much beef is already, but I bought us a pot roast. Uh huh. And I paid sixteen dollars for it. And, and how much did it used to cost? And I used to get it for like twelve or thirteen bucks. Yeah. But that's a big difference. And it was like that is a big difference. It was smaller. Yeah. It tasted better than normal, but it was smaller. It wasn't as meat with it. It was just, I mean, it didn't last. We were. It was basically a roast for my family with potatoes and carrots and celery. But Right, right. And a little bit of meat. Sounds really good, though, actually. Um, I, prefer, I prefer bison and buffalo, but... It's oh, not me. I would love to try some of that. Have you never had bison or buffalo? No. Dude, whenever I was eating, whenever I still ate meat, I actually got to the point where I didn't buy beef anymore. For the most part, I would only buy bison or buffalo. It is so much better. So there's, A, it's a lot more lean, B, it tastes almost exactly like beef. Like if you put a bison burger in front of somebody that ate beef all the time, they probably wouldn't know it was bison. Right. Um, 
I think it tastes better though. And then supposedly now, I don't know if this is true at the time when I was eating it five or six years ago, I had looked into it and again, things have probably changed. I'm sure. But, but I don't know if it was bison or Buffalo or both, but they were the only, they were protected against, um, Oh my God. What am I trying to say? Legally, Hormones were not allowed to be injected into them when being raised for food like cattle can be. So that was also a really big positive huh. because then I knew what I was eating was not hormone injected like they do with cattle to get yeah. them. I think that would be great because we used to, I used to drive down when I go visit my grandma and grandpa all the time and they, this guy had a bison farm. So many bison. I wish Try I knew it. where to buy it. I didn't know. It, they're, they're up there now. It's well, crazy. but I mean, if you can find some like out, I mean, at your local farmer's market or some, I don't know, I'm sure you can find some somewhere in Ohio, but right, yeah, you should try it. It is. So I, I want to try it. When I used to go visit my dad in Pennsylvania, he had this little motel across the street and he told me they got the best bison burgers and you can get ostrich eggs. And I'm like, dude, you've got to take me there. But he never took me. Well, there's a lot, of, a lot of Amish. I don't know. Do the Amish grow bison? I raise bison, grow bison. <laughs> <laughs> tired guys, brain tired, brain hey, tired. Bison grow just like vegetables. They do, they do. Uh, raise them, but there's a lot of Amish in Pennsylvania. But I don't, I don't think they. I don't really actually know if they raise bison. Um, the, the Amish that I've spoken to and that I've driven past around here I haven't noticed if they do it or not. I don't think that. Don't, I don't. That's one of their things. No, I, I talked to this one Amish kid one day there, and I was like, what's it like out there, man? He's like, oh, you know, you, you get older, and then you want to go out and experience the world, and you get out there, and you're like, I'm going back fucking home. These people are fucking crazy. Well, because in the Amish culture, they have, um, oh, I forgot what it's called. I think it's the, wait, no, I'm sorry. No, it's not the Amish. It's the... I'm going to sound really ignorant, so I'm just going to stop talking. I know what I want to say, but I don't want to identify the wrong group of people. I mean, I don't think they really label themselves anyway. Well, I mean, the Amish aren't listening anyways because they don't, they don't have... They don't have, have some of them might hear. They might. I've seen... <laughs> well, then that would be Mennonite. Uh, the act, true Amish don't have electricity yeah. and, and po listen to podcasts. But I can't remember if it's the Amish or if it's... Um, the Amish Mafia. What are what's oh my god, what's the group of people that have multiple wives? Oh, you're talking about um why am I going so I'm drawing a blank too. The people wear the weird underwear. I don't know about that. What are you talking Mormons? About? Mormons. Okay. So, but I think it's the Amish. I now I'm gonna have to look. Guys, if anybody's listening, just I know I'm an idiot. Figure it out after we get off. So, the, anyways, they have because there was actually a TV show, a reality <laughs> TV show. What'd you say? Said I don't think the Amish have multiple wives, at least not out in the open, probably. So, <laughs> what they have, they actually had a reality TV show about it. Is the reason why I know about it. So, there's a point in time in their life, like when they hit 18 or maybe it's 20, I'm not sure, where they're allowed, quote unquote, allowed to leave their community and go out in the big wide world of electronics and everything like that. And they get to spend a year, if they want, out there experiencing the world as they never knew it. And then they come back. So I'm pretty sure it is the Amish. And then they come back. That's and then sometimes, 
people want to come back and they're like, I miss being home, yeah. my Amish family and my like simple way of life. And yeah. then some people, they while out and they go party and then they fall into like a bad, you know, run of things. And then, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how we started talking about this, but I think the Amish uh, community is really fascinating. Like they, I would I love, love I would love to go and live with the Amish for like a month because it's literally everything from what I understand of exactly what I want to learn how to do, like grow my own food, yeah. make my own butter, like so oh, much. It'd be, it'd be awful if I did. It'd be like Richard Poor. You ever seen that movie? No. Tim Allen. He came uh, out and said, I took the liberty of milking your cow. And he took a big old drink of it. He's like, we got a bull. We ain't got no cow. <laughs> Oh, good old Tim Allen. You know he went to prison for dealing drugs. Yeah, sure. Way back in the day. That means he's probably not a scumbag. He's super... He's a really big, far-right-winger. Yeah. It's really I interesting. I don't know much about him. He has a... He has a show out, or I don't know if it's still out. It was out a few years ago. And I caught, like, one or two, like, just small scenes and, like... It was very like hoorah Trump. I mean, it, they never said Trump, but it was very much like. Yeah. Anyways, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, People believe whatever look, the hell. Man, they don't uh, care. Since you talk about Trump, I can talk about that thing. And as a, he brings up a lot of the stuff he says is true, but a lot of the stuff he says is a psyop to get you guys to want to dictate other people's lives. And just to stir the damn pot. He loves yeah. chaos. Yeah, he does. He's going to say whatever the hell he wants to say to stir the chaos. That's yeah. all he wants. That's literally was, the only thing that's important to him besides making money. Well, he likes pointing out the fake news. I like that about him. And he was like, look, man, but he I can... Thinks everything is fake news unless it comes out of his mouth. So, I mean, like, you got to come on. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just listen to this story, though, because it's uh, there's a it's the funny part and then the psychological aspect of it right okay tell me so he's telling a story about how uh the media gave him a disease because <laughs> he was drinking his water like two heads like they were saying like oh trump must be getting a disease because he can barely drink his water and he's like it was because i got an expensive tie he's if you get so it wet awkward though but okay. yeah he was, and then he's like and then i was wearing these shoes these loafer shoes that don't have rubber soles and i was at this um cadet um, oh, when he was graduation. walking down the ramp? <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. He told that story. And he's like, they said you got Parkinson's disease. He's like, he <laughs> said he called Melania, and she's like, how did it go? Did you like the speech? And she's like, well, they, you got Parkinson's. <laughs> speech is okay, though. But, like, it was just funny the way he said it. He's like, and he's just pointing out the fake news, and people don't get it. But then he says, like, he starts talking about the rioters and people burning the American and then he says, I think we need to introduce legislation that you get a year in prison if you burn the American flag. Coming from a dude who who dodged the draft, by the way, but go on. Well, here's not my Not that problem. I'm in favor of drafts, but I mean, like... Well, not that you're in favor of drafts or burning the American flag, but that's besides the point, right? Like, if you want to go buy an American flag and burn it, that's your, your prerogative. It is 100% your right. I wouldn't do it, but you know, it, you it may be misguided, it may not be. Maybe you have reasons we don't know about. But 
the thing is, is that goes against free speech. You Q people out there are being brainwashed to dictate other people's free speech, their ability to live the way they want to in peaceful. It'd be different if that guy stole the flag off somebody and to burn it. Yeah, but send him to jail for destroying property. For, for theft and destruction of personal property, right. Which they're not doing, by the way. No one's getting put in jail for destruction of property right now. Right. That we know of. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that that's my that's my point about the psychological operations behind all these politicians. They'll do it. All of them. And they just get these people to blindly follow them. When Trump has been giving more money to other nations and not to you. But you guys are literally like yelling, like, oh, he's going to give it to us. We're going to get it. Like when? He's been here for four years, dude. He's been yelling. Honestly, I mean, he's just as much of a fraud as all the other presidents. He's just a fraud in a different way. He's just as much of a puppet. That's why people were like, but, but, and I'm like, all of them were the only remotely decent president that we've ever had is Jimmy Carter. Well, all the all the presidents before George Washington. Yeah, I was reading about that not long ago. So technically, they're not presidents, but I, I yeah. technically they're not presidents of the United States. Of the United States, of they America. were presidents of the Continental Congress, right? Huh? Yes, right. they were. Yeah. This entire government that we have now is a sham. Nine, I think there were nine, nine, seven or nine, something like that. I think it was nine. nine. I think it was nine, yeah. But this entire government we have now was hijacked, taken over. It used to be a president going to be president for one year. One year. And they had hardly any power whatsoever. But then it got federalized. And now we are here where we are today. And that's why... Um, Mark Passio was talking about in his last video that your our karmic repercussions for the way we behave and act and think happens over a very long period of time. People think that karma is this initial, like instant thing no. that happens. Like, no, dude. Like sometimes, sometimes but sometimes. not on the big stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I had a uh, choice to make a long time ago when I was younger, and I made the wrong one. I didn't pay for it. Then I paid for it over 10 or 20 years. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm about to clear myself of that karma that I've caused. And it was my fault when nobody else's. I even I attempted to do the right thing a couple times and, and they like totally ignored me, which left it wide open. So I was like, well, if you guys don't want it that bad, I'll probably get myself. You know? But I'm paying for that. I paid for that for 20 years of my life. Stupid decision for not, for just not, you know, doing the right thing the third time instead of, right. you know. You got to do it every time. You got to stand on your principles every single time. You can't yeah. just make an excuse like I did man, in that situation, right? You got to you gotta stand on your principles with your last dying breath. So we've really got to get back to that because, like, it looks like our, our rights are being stripped away fast. But they're really not. You know, it's an actual really slow process. So I find that interesting. And I find that it resonates with my life. And I can observe it. And it's a repeatable observation. And if you actually sit and think, you can see it too. You know. You know, you bring up something really interesting about karma. Is that 
or you bringing up karma, something that's very interesting to me is that everybody has a little bit different understanding or belief of what karma is. And I am a very strong believer that karma carries over from lifetime to lifetime. It doesn't just end um, whenever you die. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just end whenever you die. And I had a conversation. I've had this conversation a couple of times with, with various people and they say like, you know, they'll, they'll see something in the news or know of somebody that's done like this really horrific fucking act. You know what I mean? Like they've raped and killed somebody or they've beat an elderly couple to death or whatever it may be, whatever is horrible to you. And then they get off at court because of a technicality and they walk free or whatever it may be. And, you know, they'll say, well, what about karma? They didn't get their karma. Like they should, they should have, you know, where's their karma and my, or they'll die, you know, on peaceful in their, you know, in their sleep, you know, and never have true uh, repercussions throughout the rest of their life for it. And I used to not really know how to answer that. And then the more I started thinking and like learning about karma is that just because we may not witness their karmic retribution does not mean that a, they're not going to have it or that they haven't already had it. And we just, a, we may just may not know about it, but also it's very possible that it will just carry over with them into the next life. And then they're going to feel this really bad karmic retribution in their next life and have to reconcile that, which in all honesty when you look at it in that sense, it's going to be an even harder journey for them to reconcile it in their next life because they didn't experience the, what put them there in the first place. Yeah. What they're, what they're trying doing to deserve this. Right. What they're trying to reconcile. Then they have to really dig and like really get with it and like figure out what do, what is it that I need to correct? You know? So it's, it's karma is just such a very, um, you know, some people don't believe in it at all, but I, I definitely, you know, and I think it, it goes from very small things to very, very big things. And I used to say, I don't really say this anymore, but I used to say, um, you know, if somebody did something like really good or something, I'd be like, oh, you got some karma coins deposited into your account or something like that. Or if somebody did something really crappy, I'd be like, negative deduction of your karma coins. <laughs> Just as a joke. But I mean, it's true. Karma, what goes around comes around. And that's but that's also ties into like the whole universal law, universal law of like what you put out there is what you get back. And yeah. usually yeah, when you get it back, it's going to be multiple folds over. So it goes both ways. Justice, am I right when I say that universal justice is, is sure. the law of justice, I think? Yeah. Where we have to, where what we are experiencing is what we deserve. Totally. Well, and the thing is. I would like to amend that statement. What we're experiencing is what we think we deserve. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for correcting that. Because I have struggled with that for many, because I used to not understand that. And the, since I've been in LA, when I've really started kind of really understanding what that means, it's very difficult to say i mean some people don't have any issues with it but i do i'm a very prideful person i come from a very prideful family and it's also very hard to sit there and say 
yes, I do deserve this because <clears throat> my pride gets in the way of that. It's like, well, why do I deserve that? So, so does, so does so-and-so that sits next to me. Okay. Well, I'm not, I don't need, I'm not talking about them. I deserve this because of X, Y, and Z, or just, I deserve this. I deserve this period. And right. who needs a reason? When you really think about it. Right. Who needs a reason? I deserve to be financially stable. I deserve to have good health. I deserve to whatever it may be that's important in your life. Um, not the same for everybody by any shape of the imagination. So, Well, that's true, though, because you can come up with a thousand excuses as to why you don't deserve it. And those are all lies. Of course. They're not true, actually. Of course. Isn't it crazy how... And that's a psychological thing, but I mean, it comes from, it, it is psychological. And I think part of it is the social conditioning of things that are subliminal in our society that we don't even realize as is many, 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 many other things. But I think that, um, I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> My uh, thought went not, straight out the window. <laughs> I was following along real hard too. And I don't remember what you said either. I know. I'm so tired. I think so, we should try to wrap it up, dude. I'm all right, yeah, we should. Because so we, let me just oh, go ahead and say your final thoughts on that, and then I want to go through and say um, my little background about my my video and my shout out that I want to do. Yeah, yeah, do that. And I want to say something toward the Christianity beliefs, and I know there's so many different ones. There's a Bible verse that people use to justify taxation. Oh, interesting. Tell me, because I don't know anything about the Bible. That Jesus said this too, by the way. And he says, um, and there's a couple different versions of it, because on the New Testament, basically all the books that are written are actually from the author's perspective. So it's telling the same story from the different perspective of the author. Interesting. Um, so they're going by this tax collector or crossing this bridge or something. And um, the tax collector says, hey, you owe us money. The disciples are like, nah, we ain't doing it. And Jesus says, go get a fish. You know, go catch a fish on the bank there, reach in his mouth, and you'll get the money to pay the guy. And he grabs it and he does it. And he says, why, you know? Why would we waste our time with that? Or, or, or you know, they, they were actually pretty wealthy. They had a lot of money on them at the time as a shared unit, I guess. And they could have just paid it for themselves. And he says, why'd you do that? And Jesus says, Give to Caesar, render under Caesar what is Caesar's, and render under God's what is God's. And people use that to justify taxation. Mm. Caesar says, hey, that's mine. And since Jesus said, go ahead and give it to him. Give to Caesar what's Caesar's. Well, you notice he didn't give him his own money. Mm. He got money from a fish. That was Caesar's money. It wasn't his money. It wasn't Jesus' money. Jesus didn't give him his own money. Interesting. Jesus was not justifying taxation. Jesus was saying, give to Caesar what Caesar's, you know, because he were like, look at the, look at the coin, whose face is on it. That's Caesar's coin. Give it to him. Mm. You know. Interesting. So the only reason taxation is justified at all is because these people are printing the money you're using. Right. Right. But they use it to they use it to justify like these people actually have the right to your labor. There's a difference between your labor and your laboring energies and the money that they make, the monopoly money they print. There's a big difference. Uh -huh. 
but that's just a deeper level of understanding to that scripture that Jesus does not think you should pay taxes to these people who, who, you know, who's to say that the money that he had in his bag was a denarii or some other type of currency, you know, or whatever. We should do a show on taxation. We should. We should do a show well, on taxation. There's a lot of it that I need, to, I need to also research. I mean, I have pretty specific views on my thoughts about taxes and taxation, but um, there's definitely a lot that I need to research in the history and things like that. We should there's totally enough, show. There's enough uh, generous people out there who will voluntarily pay for everything to have the money to do it, right? I think it should just be voluntary myself. Mm. Which it actually is. It's voluntary by law. You don't have to pay income tax. Yeah, but then you get into city tax, county tax, state tax, tax on food. Wow, wow. Yeah, we should have a show on it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be a long show. Would be a long show. And there's a lot we could talk about with it. Because not but that's what the Q people think. The Q people think that Trump is going to abolish the income tax and bring in the, the bimetal standard again and that's not gonna happen guys i don't think so either we got too many cryptocurrencies that are being pushed to bring a, a global digital currency right i don't see it happening man I, mean, I, I see that i see they're stocking up on gold again but that's about as much proof as i got for it. what are they going to do with the gold you don't know you don't know if the people aren't going to just come back in and steal it back mm-hmm. we're not going to go to fort knox and take the gold none of us are so we don't yeah yeah, it's very interesting. The whole Q Q movement and the Trump is the white hat savior. I just I've said this before. Like it's a very it's very fascinating for me to follow, but I just I can't get behind it in good conscience. I just can't. Well, I can't get behind it in good conscience because Trump's immoral for one thing. He's immoral oh because God, he's signed a- over. If anybody who signs uh-huh. over six trillion dollars, four trillion or whatever it was onto the laboring backs of our posterity, of our posterity, excuse me, <laughs> is an evil person. Well, and for many other reasons, too. I mean, many he's, other reasons. he's garbage, for sure. But I, I just and don't understand uh, why people, uh, I, I just don't get the appeal that people Since have. you said garbage, man, since you said garbage, you know what it is? This is what it is. If Trump is garbage, like attracts like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because I know people that support him. Well, but... you know, it's not. It doesn't matter. I used to, until I realized that I was being immoral on a fundamental level for doing so. Sure, sure. I was on the Trump train. I was hoping that he was there. I was hoping that he was the white hat savior. But it only took me three months to see that he wasn't. Right. Yeah. Because well, I took because time. you like to expand your mind space and you you actually give thought to things and don't just run with the little kernel that you're given and just go with it, which is what obviously, as you know, happens in America all the time on so many levels. Yeah. At college, like when I went to college twice, my dad said, when you go, it'll open up and expand your mind. And I was like, great. That's kind of what I want because I feel like I'm so much more than this right now. Right. Right. And then I go to college and I start learning all these things. I, I went I took a philosophy class and I was like maybe I'll become a philosopher. And my anything I anything I do or say I want to do that like, you can't make any money doing that. I'm like, dude, I don't make any fucking do anything I want to do. All right. But anyways, you know, that's the same shit they told me 
when I was playing video games 12 hours a day, and they told me I couldn't become a millionaire playing video games. How many million, millionaire video game players we got today, right? <laughs> so, anyways, that goes back to saying, like, college opens up your mind, but then when you spend some time there, it's not like that anymore. So they spent the first, like, four or five months expanding my mind. I learned about authoritarianism, totalitarianism, communism, socialism, any kind of ism, they're all the same. All of them. They're all the same. That's why I'm an anarchist. There's no anarchism. There's only an anarchist. And an, an anarchy as a, as a whole. You don't have an anarchism. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it also resembles the word schism, which means divide. So, divide and conquer. All these things. And then they try to then I had all these other classes where professors were literally like, God doesn't exist. Jesus isn't real. And like back then I was real big into that. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. I'm trying to expand my horizons here and you're trying to close them down. What's up with that? What's really going on here? And this is before all my kids were born. So this is about six years ago. Not all my kids. One of them. But it taught the most, me. The most recent seven. Yeah, before the most recent <laughs> sentence. But it taught me that there is actually there's an actual agenda not to teach you and expand your mind. That's your responsibility. They're not going to do it for you. They're not. Their job is to actually expand your mind into a conformed world. So yeah, they want to expand your mind, but they only want to expand it so as much. long as they can constrain it. Yeah. Yes, but that was the problem that they had with me. Even in like freshman success, that's what they called it. They were like, well, what is your plans? What are you doing? And I was like, well, I wanted to be a psychologist, obviously. And I was going through all this left and right brain stuff, learning about the subconscious and what it does. So I said, well, I know I'm really right brain and I want to work on my left brain. And then I want to figure out how to merge the two together. And my college professor was reading it, and she was like, like, if I would look back today and knew what I knew right then there, she would be like, well, this is exactly what the scumbags do. Mm. Right? Because the left and right are actually the two hemispheres to your brain. Daddy and mommy government. They want to control your brain from the male masculine and the female feminine, both. Mm -hmm. Anyways, of which we need to uh, part of raising the vibration, everybody, is to uh, raise the female uh, feminine vibration up because right now the masculine vibration has overrun this world and is why we are in so much strife. And that's not saying that men are bad. Look into it. That's not what I mean. <laughs> and there has to be a balance between the feminine and masculine energy. And right now, the masculine energy is much, much more prominent than the ma than the than the feminine energy. That's why everyone. There so is going to be a shift, though. There's the the shift is happening. We're balanced. It's going to go up, and the feminine energy is going to overtake the masculine energy, and then we're going to balance back, and then it's going to kind of it's going to reverse yeah. where we're at, and then come back and meet in the middle. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because that's what's been going on in my head ever since I wrote that down and said this is yeah. what I'm doing. 
Yeah. Because and it, and then it didn't have anything to do with the feminine and the masculine at the time for me. I had no idea about that. Right, of course. But sure. at the time I did know there was a difference between the left and right brains and I knew I was not organizational. I didn't stick to a schedule. I couldn't plan, right? All that is left brain structured stuff. But I could wing the fuck out of everything. Right. I could just, you know, I could jump on a bandwagon and figure things out real fast. But that's not what left brain people do. They'll look at it, they'll observe it, they'll come up with a plan, and then they'll jump on it and do the right side stuff, right? That's how they do it. But if you can find a perfect balance in your brain, you can actually progress mankind as a whole. But it's your personal responsibility to do so. And it will directly influence your sphere of influence. As it, as it has mine. Hmm. You know, and a lot of people, and you can't, no one can tell me God's not real. Nobody. Um, for many reasons. But my, um, when I was born, my mom and my dad both had a dream saying that God told them to name me Jeremiah. And then they took me to church the next day or so, or a week or something. And one guy there said, this boy will have, uh, will bear more fruit than you, talking about my dad. And I didn't believe it because I was like 25 and I was like, I've only got one son. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so I know there's a God and I know that he works through people and I know you have a higher self too. And I don't think they're necessarily the same, but I just wish that we could, uh, we, we should do a show on, on the Bible and stuff and Really I'm super ignorant on that and I would love to I have somebody that would be a really great guest on with that's that would be really cool to have on probably yeah. but because I'm really ignorant when it comes and admittedly so I'm very ignorant when it comes to the Bible itself with the teachings um, as I am with the Quran or the Torah because I have never read them and I know bits and pieces I know you know a couple stories, you know, for reference, but that's why I never debate about religion as far as what's in the text, because I'm not knowledgeable enough to do it. Um, but I absolutely love to absorb. And if we have a show, it'll be me kind of sitting back and listening and yeah. let's, but yeah, me that too. I'm, sure I'd have, I'm sure I can still learn a whole lot. Yeah, we should. But one thing I can mention from there is the word usury, which is interest. Um, when you get loan money, right? And there's a couple verses in the Old Testament where it says, if you're a Jew, you can loan a Jew money and not charge them interest, right? That's not that that would be evil if you did that. But if they're not a uh, if they're not a Jew or they live outside of the nation and you loan them money, it's not it's not bad to charge usury to give them usury to charge interest on what their loans are. Interesting. So. It just yeah. so happens they own all the banks. There's, yeah, that's, yeah, there's so much. Uh, I know that there's a lot of connection within the religious texts and things that happen in the world for sure. But we should also have, we should have a, uh, yeah, we should have a a show on the Bible and religious texts or whatever. Because I'm not a religious person and I actually don't, I'm not an atheist because I absolutely believe in a higher power. Um, again, I, I do agree with you that your higher self with a capital S self is different than 
what you call God. I personally don't like the word God used in that sense because it has a very religious overtone to me and it's very off-putting, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in a higher power. So for me, it's basically the same thing, but I use the term like source or universe. But I, I call it great spirit. Yeah, or great spirit. Absolutely. I call them, but I just said God for the viewer, basically. Yeah, first nations. That's like a level understanding. Yeah, first nations people use great spirit a lot, Um, but essentially when you break it down, it is the exact. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just just for me the verbiage of it, right? Exactly. It's just the label of it. I just when people are like, "Do you believe in God?" and I'm just like, a wall goes up, and I'm no, but I believe in source, which is the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like well. Like if you don't believe in God, then how can there be a law that says if you fall, if you take a foot, if you take a step off of that cliff, you're going to fall? Right. That's a law. It's an unchanging law. Right. How does that happen? If something didn't dictate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. Um, or maybe I we did. I think what happens when people start talking about God and all of that is that they. Hmm. I don't really know how to articulate what I'm thinking because I'm it's too a, tired. It's just a societal construct. They, people don't take the time to figure out who God is to them because God is to you different to you. True. Yeah. Fair point. To me. Fair point. But he is the same in the same sense, right? But nobody takes the time to learn who he is to you, to who he is to them. You know, some people do take the time. That's why some people hate him. Some people love him. Yeah, it's different, you know. But yeah, we should. Another show. You guys, shout out. Our listeners are like, okay, well, you guys have told us about five more shows you're going to do, and you're not really talking about anything right now. I know, I'm just, we have talked about quite a bit, but we've bounced all over the place. Okay, so let's move on and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Because I know it's getting late for you too, where you are. And, uh, I'm pretty tired. I got to work tomorrow too. So just a little backstory. So this past week, um, for anybody who doesn't know, I think I mentioned it in our very first episode. I work in production in Los Angeles, which means I work in the TV film commercial industry. Um, And basically my job, I'm a production manager um, and a production coordinator, depending on the job. So basically what I do in my job is I prep whatever we're going to shoot. I crew up, I do insurance, I basically get everything ready to go for the day that we shoot. Okay. Not just me, but me and me and the team that I work with. And then we shoot whatever we're going to shoot, whether it's a TV commercial or a music video or film or whatever. And uh, I help manage the shoot the day of, and then we wrap out and for several days after that, collecting paperwork, blah, 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 blah. So the industry has been very dormant since COVID. Um, and we're just now getting back into the swing of everything. And it's been a very interesting experience um, going back uh, because on my side, the production side, we've had to m- make some adjustments for COVID related shooting and things like that. We're having to do extra things. Um, we can only have a certain amount of crew or people on our set now for right now, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of things going on. So um, 
I got a call a couple weeks ago to do a, a music video for Miss Alicia Keys. And I'm telling the story now because this video is going to air on Sunday. By the time this is released, um, the video will air. So I'm not giving anything away. Um, and I'm not trying to name drop because I've worked with lots of celebrities before. I'm just saying it because it's a really cool project and I want everybody to be aware of it. And it ties into this little story that I'm going to tell. So as most people know, Alicia is very outspoken and a big activist for equality and people's rights and various things. Um, and she's beautiful and she's an amazing singer. So that's also awesome. And she has great music. Um, so I got this call to help do this video and the basis of the video was a new song that she just released called a perfect way to die. She wrote it a couple years ago, um, but she only just released it. And it basically, the song is about police brutality and the victims of police brutality. So very, uh, very in the, in the climate of the times type of a song, even though she wrote it a couple years ago, because it was still the climate of the times a couple years ago too. So it's been going on for a while. Yeah, it's been going on for many, 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 many years. So um, why she never released it, I don't know. I didn't get to talk to her. I don't get to hang out with the celebrities. I just get to see them. So um, I have a couple of presumptions, but go ahead. Say again. I, said I have a couple of presumptions as to why she's just now releasing it, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I know why she's releasing it now. I guess what I mean is I don't know why she didn't release it when she wrote it because it's a really amazing song and it would have been just as powerful when she wrote it then as it is now as when she, but anyways whatever so um so basically the whole video is about a paying homage to victims of police brutality and a call for equality it's going to air at the bet awards this coming sunday which is going to air on cbs on june 28th so if anybody's watching before this comes out please watch it uh, just look out for Alicia Keys. So I called uh, my coordinator and I asked her to come on the job with me just because everybody's been out of work and I wanted somebody that I like and that I'm cool with. And so I brought her on and that was it. I told her what the project was about. She didn't say anything to me. She was like, all right, cool. It's Alicia. Awesome. It's going to be great. Cool, cool, cool. So we start our prep and we're in the office and she had mentioned to our producer something that she had told me last year, but that I had completely forgotten about when I called her. So I called her just to get her on the job for no other reason. And this is kind of funny that we were just talking about like God and source and things like that, because I, I am a firm believer in divine intervention and of serendipity and of our angels pushing us to do certain things. So she reminded me um, before we the video was shot that her father was killed by the cops several years ago in 2014. So she told our producer and there's a portion of the video where we have chopped names out of a lot of victims of police brutality. And so the producer said it was fine if they included my coordinator's father's name in these names for the video. 
So that alone was just this very like poignant because A, it's an Alicia Keys video. B, her father didn't get a lot of news coverage and it happened several years ago. And then Trayvon Martin's case happened a couple weeks later. So then Trayvon Martin's overshadowed what, what little he was in the news. And then it was just kind of like, not just because it's Alicia Keys, but because it's such a powerful song and the subject matter is obviously, like I said, very climate, like it just in the moment right now. So all of that was coming together, right? So we get to the shoot and they have all the names chalked out on the, on the street, you know, where we're going to shoot and her father's name is, is very long. And so there were some rows that had multiple people's names, but his, his name is really long. So his name took up an entire row of, of the names in the chalked pattern. Cool. So that was cool too, right? So then we're taking pictures. We can see, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. So then um, we started filming and this was a night shoot. It was incredibly long. I was up, not because of the shoot itself, but I ended up being like up for a total of 32 hours before I went to sleep. I woke up early that morning and then did the night shoot and then went to sleep the next afternoon. So anybody who thinks production is super glamorous, Check yourself because it is hardcore work and very, uh, very uh, tiring. So we're towards the end of the shoot and it's one of the last setups and there's a setup and I'm not giving anything away. I signed an NDA, but I'm not giving anything away because it's going to be aired as an actual music video. So I'm, this is nothing that nobody's going to see, not going to see, wait, this is, I'm not saying anything that people are not going to see. (laughs) So um, we're towards the end of the video and there's a moment where they have Alicia's, one of Alicia's pianos sitting right in the middle of all these chalked names. And it's literally just her and the piano playing and all these names underneath her at her feet. Right. Which is a really powerful image in and of itself. So then within this moment um, of the video, she gets up and she walks towards the camera and then she kneels on the ground. And it just so happens that the placement of where she kneels is directly on my friend's father's name out of a hundred names that were on the street. It just so happens that this moment in the video, Alicia kneels on her father's name. I'm literally going to get like, I tear up every time I think Uh. about it. So like if I start crying, sorry. So anyways, it was a really, really super powerful and like, just really moving night and Alicia didn't know she had no idea. Like it literally is one of those things where it was so serendipitous. Like her dad's angels were telling me, even though I didn't realize it, hire Taylor for this job, hire Taylor for this job. And then we get to the job me with me, not remembering what happened to her father. Then we get to the job. Then her dad's name is, is part of the, of the chalks names. And that alone is super powerful because now he's, gonna be his name is gonna be live on in this message for as long as as long as video occurs in life you know you should have done right millions of people are gonna see it right and then on top of that the serendipity of alicia kneeling on a, a out of all the names on her dad's name that's amazing so it's so bizarre and so crazy and I love it. And I can't wait to see the video. Like I said, um, it's going to be part of the BET awards on Sunday, June 28th. So everybody please watch it on CBS. So with that, I want to dedicate this show to Taylor's dad. Oh my God. I'm literally tearing up just thinking about it. 
His name is Jack Lamar Robertson Jr. And he resided in Georgia. The cops that killed him were never prosecuted. They found that they didn't do anything wrong. I won't get into the story of why he was called, but basically 911 was was called for a mental health crisis. Um, An ambulance was requested and they specifically requested that cops do not come because it was for mental health. Cops got there and claimed that he had a weapon, which other people in the house said he did not, and they killed him. So that's the short of it. There's a little bit more detail than that, but that's the short of it. So Taylor Gerber, I love you to death. I hope the video brings you and your family some peace. And your dad, Jack Lamar, is looking down on you. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. So thanks for letting me spill wow. my piece because uh, yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's, it's just one of those stories where it's like there was a lot going on in the shoot. And like it was very hectic and very stressful on my end. And then I was talking to a friend about it the day, the day we ended the shoot. And I said, you know... In a couple months, I'm not really going to remember all the stress and how hectic it was and like the lack of sleep I got and all of that. What I'm going to remember is Taylor's story, her dad's story, this powerful moment in time and the tribute that he's going to get. The tribute that he's going to get. Over a couple nights sleep. Like, honestly, I would I would do it all over again if it meant the same. So, yeah. Shout out to Taylor Gerber and uh, her family, and may you guys find some peace and healing with that video. Find some peace and healing, definitely. That's awful. It's awful that people can't find justice. Yeah, it's really bad. And uh, but you know, while you were telling me that story, I, I kind of had a little epiphany. I think I know we were supposed to close the show, but we're we've been talking about an awful lot about propaganda and psychological operations, but we also talk about these consciousness shifts. Sure. So. Yeah, the propaganda's there, and yeah, the psychological operations are there, but it's different sometimes, it feels like to me sometimes. Like, it feels like maybe when I think that a bunch of people are following propaganda and they're, they're falling for the, you know, the intelligence operation, what I'm actually witnessing and observing is the consciousness shift that leads to them not believing the propaganda, not believing the, like, now all of a sudden the entire world is aware of police brutality. That can't happen through propaganda. Sure. You know, so maybe, just maybe, we are seeing the consciousness shift of awareness, unlike anything I've ever witnessed before, about this. I think think you're correct. Yeah, I I don't have anything to add to that. I think you are absolutely correct. I'm glad I had that thought, because here I am. I hate intelligence operations. I hate them. Like... Dude, they're your enemy. Like, they want you to be low-level conscious beings. They do not want you to be able to decipher what's real and what's not. They, I mean, like... I agree, and I think what's happening now is that exactly what you said. There's a level of consciousness that's rising, and essentially, I think the psyops are beginning to and will continue to backfire. I think so, too. Yeah, I think. I think Hallelujah. I know. And just a little fun fact, um, kind of, but not related, a little related to that, but kind of not a friend of a good friend of mine is um, uh, intuitive medical, uh, intuitive medium, things like that. And um, a healer. And I had lunch with her last week and I asked her specifically, like, because I I know what I feel, but she's way more in tune than I am. She's been doing it, you know, for decades. 
And um, I said, do you, can you feel the collective consciousness rising? And with no hesitation, she said, yes, absolutely. I can absolutely, it is absolutely rising. And I said, yeah, we're going through some crazy times with the politics and the blah, 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 and the, you know, governments and things like that. And I kind of vented a little bit of how frustrating it was and things like that. And sometimes it seems very hopeless. And she told me that in her visions, what she sees in about five years is that we will no longer have the government that we know, that it will completely fall that our government will be completely shattered, that we will no longer rule, have a rule over the current government as we know it, the government uh, structure as we know it, that it will be more of a government truly for the people and by the people where it's more of a collective government and that things will shift majorly in a much more positive direction when that happens. And I, I thought that was a really very hopeful and very cool. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of things that, yeah, we're gonna get to get there. It's gonna be, yeah. I think, very brutal to get there, but it's also it gives me a little bit of like, I kind of just took a deep breath and I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know if I can fully see that right now, but I hope that that's yeah, that's my work. hope. That's my hope as well. And it's like with yeah. the Q people. I just want to tell you, um, I'm I'm not counting on Trump, and I highly suggest that you don't count on him. Also. Don't you throw that Illuminati symbol at me. Well, it's okay. <laughs> um, I didn't put it He's in front of my eye. He's throwing the okay sign, guys. I didn't do that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be on the eye. Well, this was just a natural thing for I me. know. I'm Don't so trust Trump with you. because I don't want to be let down. I'm not going to be let down. I would rather be surprised. That's you know, I have an ex, and he used to always say... Uh, Prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Yeah. So I yeah, think yeah. that's where a lot of people are at right now. I hope so, because to hear people cheer about, you know, I, I love that, what your friend said. If that's true, you know, I see it's great, but I see what I see doesn't tell me that. So it's like when you got people cheering for people to dictate other people's lives, you're like, dude, you guys... You don't understand your masters. You don't even understand your slaves. And it's like, I see that so much, but I, maybe people are starting to see it more. Well, what like, I also think is interesting, too, which is a whole other show that we should have, is that, and I just talked to somebody about this not long ago, is that people that are intuitive, regardless of their level of how connected they are with higher self and with source and with angels and, and their their guides... Every intuitive, you can, you can put three intuitives in a room and they will all see something different because they each have, it doesn't mean they're all wrong. It just means they're, they focus in on different things that are being told to them. So that's why it can be a little frustrating sometimes for people who don't really understand that side of the world is because it's like, well, this intuitive told me this, but this intuitive told me this. And it's like, well, that doesn't mean they were both wrong. It just means that they're, they're seeing things or they're either interpreting things in a different way or they're being told messages that are just on different, on different levels. Yeah. So I can see that. I can see that because in, intuitively, right. I knew, I just knew that I could have this rabbit and have it in my backyard and there he is. And it's funny because I think one of the main reasons is, is because 
I gave him grass for the first time. Mm. Like he's only like he only they only knew what the little pebble or the the rabbit pellets. Yeah. yeah, that's all they knew. So like I give him pellets now, he just like goes over to the bowl, he just barely looks at me, he's like, "What do you think this shit is?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Put me back down on that wall. So, and that goes with the. Uh, I wanted to say this too about raising animals. We're raising them wrong, all of us. Like, if you're talking about like, because I've I've done a lot of research on this since I decided to go on this venture. And I know it's getting late. Sorry, but everything that I've learned intuitively, I knew was wrong. Like these people are telling you, you got to get the pellets, you got to give them the pellets. They're not going to get the nutrition they need. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and then they're trying to say if you've got, um. If you try to go the whole organic route and give your rabbit everything it needs, you're going to have to do a lot more research and this and that and the other. And I'm like, you know what? You're... The pellet food sponsors your video. It's got to be. Right. Like, everything's marketing when you get right down to it. It's all, all this stuff is marketing. And you ought to market what you can when you can because that's what everything is anyway. Yeah. So everybody take a look at that video and learn about the victims of police brutality and learn about Taylor's father. Look into that story more. Agitated. Yeah, and Alicia's song is called A Perfect Way to Die, and I can't uh, play the song on the podcast for licensing reasons. I can't play the whole song, but um, I am going to include a 15 to 30 second snippet of the song because I can get away with that at the end of the podcast after we close out, just as a, a little teaser for anybody that wants to hear a little bit of it. Jeez. But it's out on all platforms. like It'll be very easy to find. That was a great story. That's probably the best part. You should have done at the beginning. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's all good. It's all good. And I have a surprise for Taylor. I don't know when she's going to hear this, though. But I was able to get one of our crew members. He had... Anyways, without getting technical, basically, he was able to take screenshots of the video as it was happening, as it was being filmed for me, because I I couldn't be on set. The you know I, I can't just stay on set and watch the video. I have work to do. I have to, during during the shoot day also, and one of the screenshots that he took for me is the exact moment when Alicia kneels down on her father's name with the piano in the background. So I'm going to print that and put it in a frame and give it to her. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's a gift. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I was <laughs> like, I haven't got you a gift. And she's like, what do you have? And I was like, I didn't pay for it. Don't worry. Don't get it too excited. But <laughs> I it, it's more of a sentimental thing, obviously. So uh, yeah, it's really cool. Thank you for letting me share that. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing it. I'm glad that the listeners could hear it and, or I hope they get a chance to hear it. I'm sorry, but um, I'm sure they will. BT's pretty popular. Yeah, well, and the actual awards are, are they're streaming it on uh, CBS this year for the first time. So it's actually going to be on a mainstream channel. Um, but anyways, so let's wrap it up, I suppose. We yeah. have a lot to talk about in future episodes. we got to talk about Deja Vu, the other stuff on your list. And then next week, um, we have maybe a guest. We have to. Yeah, we, we have yeah, to. We, gotta vet him. we have to check our schedule. To oh, make he, has sure. to, he has to vet us. Yeah, he has to vet us and then decide if he wants to actually record with us. Um, but we'll put out another show for sure. I know that we've kind of been skipping weeks here and there, but we're 
trying it's, to find it's, our it's rhythm. Good news for Kelly, though, guys, you got to give us a break here because the COVID nineteen stuff has thrown everybody off base. So when we have a plan to schedule a show and then somebody's allowed to go to work, I think yeah. that takes prerogative. So yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, my my job is very very work intensive, and I work very very long days. But you work very long days too, just in a different way. So yeah. Still just as hard and just as tiring, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't get paid for most of it. The only thing is you don't have to uh, argue with people about petty cash that you signed out to them and getting their receipts back from them and how many hours they worked of overtime and whether you approve it. Oh, my God. Anyways. You want us to reimburse Oh, You don't think I do that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I do that every day with these kids. Uh, not the same. <laughs> not the same anyways guys thank you so much for joining us and listening us listening to us just ramble about various subjects i love it actually i really like these i feel like i should have a tea a mug of tea or something while we have these and a fire in the background (laughs) man what is that it's uh i don't know what it is it's tea tea? oh it's tea nice yeah, I used I'm to on, eat kava tea, stress oh, relief. Yeah, I, yeah. Stuff, but I haven't got it for a while. I'm on an alcohol detox. I'm on. Uh, I'm in. I'm in week seven of my alcohol detox. Nice. So I know I would really love a whiskey or a glass of wine right now, but <laughs> for my better health, I'm holding off until I get some uh, health situations cleared up, and then uh, and then I'll in, enjoy in the libations again at some point in the future, but. I gotta do the same thing. I gotta, I gotta quit putting that off. I've gotta quit. I found a gluten-free, fermented like fruity beer that I've been drinking. Oh man, yeah. I, I, I haven't. I like. I don't. I don't miss it at all. Really, too much. There's been one or two days where I've just had a really long day or whatever, and I've just been like, oh man, a glass of whiskey would sound be so good. But then I'm like, nope. You need to do what you need to do to get your health back on track. So yep. that is what's important. It is. And, you know, it probably is better just to not drink it at all. Like, what's, what's, what's the point, really? Like, what's it really do? I know. Right. It, for me, honestly, what it does for me a lot of the times is just because I have so much going on in my head on a regular basis, it just it just calms and helps me decompress, really, more than anything. Like, when I drink, I don't I don't get, like falling down drunk or anything like that you know it's like it's literally to decompress let me watch my show have a glass or two of whiskey and then go to bed you know what i mean yeah otherwise my 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 mind just is on 100 for the entire day instead of at 75 for part of it (laughs) so thank you so much guys for joining us on another episode and another free form free flow conversation between jay and i we really enjoy these conversations and I hope that you guys do too, even though it's not structured, but that's kind of what we like about it. Please join us on our social medias and give us shouts out, shouts out, shout outs, whatever. I don't know. Tired. Brain tired. Plural shouts. Shouts at the Plural. same <laughs> Plural shouts. Um, so we are on Facebook and Instagram at reality shift frequency. We're on Twitter at reality shift pod POD. You can email us at realityshiftfrequency at protonmail.com, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. You can also send us a message at anchor.fm. That's our main landing page for our podcast. 
you can send us a voice message and basically like a voicemail. So if you send us one and it's relevant, we will play it on air. Send us uh, questions, suggestions, feedback, whatever you want. We want to hear from you guys. We like to interact with our fan base and you guys are the reason why we do this. So hit us up. That's right, man. And have some of those tele- uh, intellectual conversations yourselves. Let's stop dehumanizing each other. Yes. Agreed. Oh, also, sorry. Also go to iTunes and rate us five stars, please. We have one review on iTunes and I wrote it. So I really need other people to go. You give us a bad review, man. <laughs> I really need. It won't even show my five star rating because it's only one review. <laughs> It literally says you don't have enough reviews to reveal your rating. <laughs> so, well, guys, it's a major platform, you know. So. Just go and like, it takes two minutes, please. It's so far. It's so. I'm sorry, but it's part of their algorithm, and it helps us um, be seen by others, so that we can share our wonderful knowledge with everybody. Right. Well, you know, we do bring up a lot of good advice, and I think no, I know we do. And I think we deserve the shares, and and I think we deserve the honest reviews. Give us honest reviews. If you believe we deserve deserve a five-star rating, give us one. Sure. Agreed. So that's my take on that. And I would prefer a five-star rating. I feel like I'm five stars. (laughs) But if you don't feel like I'm five stars, it's your prerogatives. Uh, we're definitely five stars guys. Like, come on. <laughs> Anyways, with that guys, again, thank you. Please remember authority must not be truth, but truth must be authority. That's right. Amen. Everybody have a good night. It was great talking to you again, Kelly. We will talk again very, very soon. Stay blessed everyone. Bye. Bye. Then came silence in the city that day. They said, Another one gone And they tell her move on She's stuck there singing Baby don't you close your eyes This could be our final time And you know I'm horrible at saying goodbye And I think of all you could have done At least you'll stay forever young I guess you picked the perfect way to die Oh, I guess you picked the perfect way to die.